Welcome to Knit British, the podcast which explores all the connections of Britishness in wool and knitting. On this journey through local fibre, meeting all the people involved from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British and love local wool. Today's episode, I talk a little bit about my visit to Countess Blaze at the weekend for Yarn Chop Day. I have a review of the Knitting Goddess Wensleydale and Shetland Yarn. There is a fantastic related giveaway as well. So for all that and more, including meaningful knits, grab your drink, grab your whip and let's get going. This month, Knit British is delighted to be sponsored by The Knitting Goddess. The Knitting Goddess, aka Joy Macmillan, is an independent dyer of British knitting yarns based in Harrogate, producing hand-dyed yarns from British wool bases. In addition to incredible hand-dyed yarns such as the legendary Britsock and the brand new Wensleydale and Shetland 4-ply, In the Knitting Goddess online shop, you can also find screen printed bags and notebooks and handcrafted stitch markers. There are also several exclusive yarn and pattern club subscriptions on offer too. To visit the Knitting Goddess, click on the logo in the show notes or visit www.theknittinggoddess.co.uk. Hello and welcome to new listeners and welcome back to returning listeners. You're very welcome here at Knit British. For those of you who have been here before, I usually say things like, well, a lot has happened since the last time we spoke, but oh my goodness, that is so very true this episode. Before that, I'd First, I'd like to say thanks for the feedback uh, and interest from the last episode, episode 58, which I had an interview with Leona Kelly from Fluff. So many of you got in touch, sent emails and Ravelry messages to say you felt like you were sitting at Fluff with me and LJ and being part of the conversation and... I'll have a winner for you later on this episode of that incredible rusty ferret hand dye that Leona so generously gave to us for a giveaway. For many listeners, that episode was your first introduction to Leona and Fluff and Rusty Ferret and you were really uh, struck with her candour about uh, running a business and also talking about uh, mental health issues. So thanks so much for your connections and your lovely comments uh, from the last episode. And I am sure Leona will have a lot of fun reading your comments about what it is you like in regular updates from a dyer. Um, she asked for feedback and you guys, as always, gave fantastic feedback. So thank you so much for that. And I'll reveal that winner a bit later on. Um, since that visit, oh my goodness me, I sort of alluded to this in the show notes, um, but I had total and utter complete laptop death after that episode, and it's only by <laughs> uh, luck more than anything that 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 
episode wasn't lost because the laptop was dead. But thankfully that episode was still on the recorder itself, on the microphone, so I just needed to re-edit it to get it out there. But a lot of information was lost on from my machine and Murphy's Law. I was planning a backup that weekend and so it was all total um, sod's law that um, we didn't get around to, to doing any of those things. Um, I would I would say to you, if you're planning a backup, go and do it right now. Pause this podcast and go and do a little backup. I do backup semi-regularly, but my last backup was interrupted and so some data from half of my folders was lost, including some recordings I hadn't yet uh, published yet and some meaningful knit stories from Shetland Wool Week that I haven't yet published yet. And yeah, so I was kind of distraught. And when the, but before that, when the laptop was sort of at the the laptop doctors waiting for assessment, I was thinking, do you know what? It's fine. It's fine if things are lost, I'll get over it. It's not the end of the world. But then when the lovely fella came home and said, it's not going to work, then I just burst into tears. And (laughs) it's really silly how files and photos and docs and bits and bytes actually mean a heck of a lot. Thankfully, data recovery worked, but I needed a new machine. So I repeat, back up regularly or sign up for a you know OneDrive or something similar that backs up everything all the time it might make your internet run slower sometimes when you're uploading big files it will cost you about the same price as a fancy cup of coffee or a ball of yarn a month but it is so worth it I don't know how many of you have gone through that um, and while you can get things back sometimes and, you know, you can start again. It's it's tough when you're told all those things could be gone forever. The same day that the laptop died, I learned about the death of Victoria Wood, um, who is just a comedy hero of mine and died oh so very young at the age of 62. And words can't express really what a loss this is to comedy and have her wondrous back catalogue career to look back on and which is just a treasure but I highly mourn the fact that there will be no more there will be no more Wooden Walters nuggets of gold gems to to look forward to I was just talking uh, with somebody about this the other day that she just got people she just got the tiny little everyday things that we take for granted but are so funny and so touching and she just had this magic um, about her that actually many comedians and actors can feel miserably at noticing. She just had this magic and she was the first woman that I can remember seeing on TV being funny for any time that she was on TV, um, it just made me so happy. And I know lots of other people feel the same way. And any time she was involved in writing anything or acting in anything or, um, you know, you made a point of, of of watching it or taping it because Victoria Wood is in that. And that meant something. And, um, you know, it meant it. 
a high standard um, and, a, and a quality that, as I say, some actors and comedians and writers will never manage to to reach. As I say, warm and funny and, you know, her writing could be so touching, so moving and you really felt a connection to that and that spoke right to you. And then sadly Prince too and it's unbelievable losing incredible talent as 2016 tends to be a marker for her, unfortunately. But, but yeah, so horrible week was followed up quickly by a quite a nice week. I had family visiting um, and then uh, on Saturday I got to visit Countess Ablaze for Yarn Shop Day. That was a flying visit, absolute flyby, but it was the absolute highlight of my week. I managed to dump my mum and my niece in the shops in Manchester and jumped on a train to Swinton and who should I meet when I got on the train but Jolie Kelly of Jolie Creates and so that was a really nice surprise I made a good catch up and she was giving me the lowdown on her upcoming events as you might remember I was at her retreat in February and she's going to be doing another one next year which is already in high demand and um, she's also having a workshop day in Manchester followed by an after party at Countess of Blaze's studio in July. I'll put all the links to this in the show notes. Quite exciting things happening in Manchester. When we got off the train it was a short walk with Trisha who is also at Jolie's kitchen retreat alum <laughs> and her friend Kay and also Dawn H1253 who came all the way from Essex for the day. Um, so we wandered along and when we got there what a lovely warm welcome there was. Already lots of knitters who had warmed up the place. Of course Isla from Brit Yarn was there with the trunk show too and all the fantastic colours of Countess of Blaise yarn and fibre was just burning through, through the place. It was gorgeous. Um, we got a cup of tea. The fantastic Mr Brit Yarn was uh, on tea duties he made a very good cup of coffee well it was coffee for me it was a very good cup of coffee <laughs> and the studio was packed it was packed as I say with incredible yarn and fibre and kind of the place has so many different bases I was I saw some of her yarns at Julie's Kitchen Retreat but it was fantastic to visit the studio and see what she had there and there was a plethora of Brit yarn goodness too including the new West Yorkshire Spinners signature sock cocktail shades of which I got my hands on some of the I think is it pomegranate cooler passion fruit cooler I spoke to Lindsay, who is the Countess, and she said people were actually banging on the shutters before they opened at 10 o'clock. So people were absolutely eager for all of this fantastic wooly goodness. There were lots of other knitters there, as I say, and it was hilarious because I got talking to one lady and she said, you know, you just you sound like a podcaster. Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that she, Janet, hello Janet, and her friend, I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm, as, as I told you then and then, I'm awful with names, so I think it was Sarah, or Susan, Sarah, Sarah, I'm going to say Sarah. It's not a rudeness thing, it's an, it's, it's an actual memory thing. They had been talking about the Knit British podcast on their way 
to Countess of Blaze for Yarn Shop Day. And then um, <laughs> and then I was there and it was really funny because she said, I recognised you by your voice. And then she called her friend over and she's like, now say something. <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. It, it, was, it was very funny. It was really lovely chatting with them and having a good laugh. Also there, I spied Hecky Thump Helen and Hannah Simps and the wonderful of Blythe Spirit who uh, I didn't realise she was going to be there and it was lovely to meet her. You may have her stitch markers uh, if you've made a purchase from Brit Yarn. And also I met Danielle, who I'd met in Shetland a couple of years ago now, I think. So it was nice to see familiar faces. And although I was only there for a very short time, it was just lovely to be immersed in that and, um, you know, hearty laughter and tea and knitting and lots and lots and lots of yarn. Yarn Shop Day, um, I think you may know already, uh, is was organised by Let's Knit magazine a few years ago. And this year it's sponsored by the British Wool Marketing Board. And I'm very happy that they are, are getting involved with what's happening in the world of hand knitting. Because I do think that a lot of big names in the wool industry haven't realised the value um, of hand hand knitting and um, the the value that we place on lots of different uh, British breed wools for knitting with. I hope there will be more of that. And for British wool, as I say, spoil for choice at this event. Isla had a great range. She had Lincoln Long Wool with her and she had all the West Yorkshire Spinners Naturals. And then a blaze had Hebridean, which she'd over-dyed, which was just sumptuous. Uh, North Ronaldsey, there's the Blueface and Massam blend. And Cheviot, which you will have heard me go mad for in recent episodes on how fantastic Cheviot is for knitting with. And it's just so bouncy and dense. And After seeing this Cheviot just looking incredible in the Countess's um, fantastic colourways, I had to have a couple. So I bought two skeins in the Cheviot Iron. One is Stardust and one is Girl at the Rock Show. And I'll have to put pictures up because there's no way I can describe how utterly amazing these skeins are. So I'll put pictures up in the show notes, which you can find at www.knitbritish.net forward slash ep hyphen 59. And... I also bought from Isla some Casamilk Murat and Blueface Leicester um, yarn and, as I mentioned, the West Yorkshire Spinners uh, signature sock in the new cocktail colourways. If you ever get the chance to visit Countess Ablaze's studio, it's open Friday and Saturday from 10 to 5 and so worth a visit if you're in the area and I had such a lovely time thank you so much to everyone there who made Yarn Shop Day a totally awesome event at Countess Ablaze um, I even got a quick chat and hug from Joe Millmine Shiny Bees at Swinton Station and Gingerbread Bun who is Sarah so that, that was a really nice extra bonus but yes if you're in, ever in the Manchester area on Friday or Saturday and you have a time to jump on a train and it's just 10 minutes on the train, five minute walk from the train station and it's just so worth it. You will be so glad that you, you went.
It is May, and so it is Me Made May. You will be seeing that hashtag around Twitter and Instagram, no doubt. Uh, Me Made May is organised by blogger Sozo What Do You Know? And it's to encourage folk to sew, knit, crochet, weave, upgrade, recycle items to wear and to love and you can challenge yourself to do any crafty self-made projects you can wear handmade clothes all of me you can darn all your men's that need darning you can put old clothes to use again you can challenge yourself to make new items you can do any of these things and it's worth paying a visit to sozo what you know to find out a little bit more my personal challenge for me is to try and finish up some whips because i've spoken about it recently uh, on the podcast and those whips don't have pile up so i think that i've got a few spinning and knitting whips to do um which include the VN cardigan by Andy Satterland. I'd quite like to get that finished. And one or two other things. So that's going to be my challenge for Me Made Me. What are you doing? Do leave a comment on the blog and tell us what you're getting up to in terms of challenging yourself this crafty month. The sound goes through the cable to the box. A man records it on a big record in wax. But you Last year I started a semi-occasional segment called Meaningful Knits and I was really interested to know a little bit more about the stories behind the stitches and woven in to your projects and there's so much of us that goes into knitting projects. We, If we're making something for someone, we tend to have them at the heart of it. If we're not thinking about them, we, we know we're making it for someone. And, and you put a lot of yourself into what you knit and you might put um, good thoughts or love for the person that you're making that item for into what you're making. The meaning or the story might come along much later, but... There are stories in our stitches and I made a few recordings at Shell and Wool Week, which were almost lost. And I I did quite a few and um, I will have some more meaningful knits recordings I'd like to do in the future. But since I did those, that first few episodes, um, then you've got in touch to tell me about your meaningful knits and your projects that have heart and have a story and today I wanted to tell you about one of those projects. Mareth, who is Vinka Kent on Ravelry, got in touch with me to tell me about a really special project that she made for her mother and I'm going to read to you uh, the story. Hi Louise, I was listening to your podcast and I had to tell you about a recently completed project of mine, Holiday Memories, which may interest you. In 2008, before I restarted knitting again, I took my mother on holiday to Shetland for a week. We had a great time. I loved all of the displays of knitting at the museum in Lowick and we visited the Jimison's factory shop in Sanus, which planted the seed that got me back into knitting. 
that wall of colour and the piles of stunning samples they had there was a feast for the eyes. I started knitting again shortly after that and nearly four years ago went on a cruise with my mother which was organised by the National Trust for Scotland. We visited Orkney and were fortunate enough to have good enough weather to actually visit St Kilda where we saw the now wild flock of Zoe sheep that still live there. It was a great experience. Fast forward to last year when Jolie started a knit along for the Carrie Westerman Mahi shawl. I decided to knit one for my mother, especially when I noticed that another participant in the cal was using blacker yarn St Kilda lace weight. When I looked at the put up, I couldn't have been more pleased. Wool spun from Soe, Borrere and Shetland fleeces using a traditional hap shawl would lift this shawl to something extra special. I wondered if some of the wool I'd knitted into the shawl was from the Soe sheep that we saw that day on St Kilda. It would be lovely to think so. My mother has yet to see the shawl and I am planning to give it to her for Mother's Day. I know she will like it and I hope it brings back happy memories of our holidays together. I then met Mareth at Jolie's retreat and she had the shawl with her and it was exquisite. Now I know that you guys know of the Mahi pattern because I've spoken about it on the podcast before and and of course the the blacker St Kilda yarn is a really really special yarn indeed and so the very fact that they'd been to St Kilda and to Shetland and that this Hap shawl, which incorporates such traditional Shetland lace motifs as well, is just such an incredible, incredibly meaningful project. And actually, when I saw it, my heart just swelled. And after seeing Mareth at um, the retreat, she dropped me a line just at the start of last month. I finally gave my mother her Mahi shawl for Mother's Day. She couldn't have been more thrilled with it. My husband and I visited visited her over Easter and the shawl was over the back of the armchair. Apparently she uses it most days when she feels chilly. I have never seen her more delighted with a gift. Marie, thank you so much for sharing that. Isn't it incredible that what we make for for others can mean so much to them and and you know the fact that that Mareth and her mum went to Shetland and went on that cruise and that the yarn and the pattern held meaning for Mareth and that the finished item would mean so much to her mum too because they have those shared memories. But it's also a shawl that, that Mareth's mum likes to keep close to her and there's emotions there and there's there's memories there and I think that's really, really beautiful. And again, Mareth, thank you so much for sharing that. I will bring you more Meaningful Knits over the next few episodes. I have some news. You may have seen on social media in the last week or so that Carrie Westerman has uh, made the announcement that she is going to be launching a book project. The book is going to be called This Thing of Paper and I'll give you a little quote um, from Carrie's blog. As both a knitter and a bibliophile, I have been yearning to do a project that combines my two loves, 
So many of you have been asking for a physical book and I am afraid I really took that concept and ran with it. On May the 23rd, 2016, I will launch a Kickstarter for the publication of this book. I've chosen to do this as I want to produce a book that will be as beautiful to hold and read as the patterns themselves will be to knit and wear. This thing of paper is a book of 10 knitting projects and accompanying essays. The project is inspired by the age of Johannes Gutenberg and his invention of the printing press. Gutenberg's work meant that books changed from being rare objects reserved for the elite to something that ordinary folk could access. I've always been fascinated by how one invention could change the course of history. Carrie goes on to say in that blog that you'll find at www.carriebookish.net that she's been working with primary sources from 14th century illuminated manuscripts to 16th century embroidery manuals and that the patterns will be inspired by those sources and this is something really exciting. So set your watches or mark it in your diaries if you are so inclined that on the 23rd of May that Kickstarter goes live and you can invest in that project. Best of luck to Carrie for that project. I can't wait for this thing of paper. Also coming up soon on the 11th of June is the Indieborough Yarn Crawl. Again, this is being organised by the wonderful Jessica James of Ginger Twist Studio. And you take part in Edinburgh's official yarn crawl by visiting Ginger Twist Studio. Be Inspired Fibres and Kathy's Knits. You get your yarn passport, which you get stamped at every shop along the journey. Uh, And at the after party, you will be in with a chance of winning some fantastic prizes with your full passport. So this year, in addition to the fantastic shops and goodies and discounts available, there will be a pop-up market at Ocean Terminal, which is in Leith. If you were at Indie Bitty Yarn Crawl last year, you'll know what fun it is, how sociable it is. Uh, It's on Saturday the 11th of June from 10am to 6pm. Uh, and I can't wait to to be there on the day again. And um, this year I might even be roped into helping out. Uh, we've recently had some competitions on Knit British and I am delighted to announce some of them now. There was a competition to win one of three copies of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival souvenir publication wool tribe and i did the draw by random.org earlier and the winners were comment number 19 which was nessa comment 24 which is marlin f and comment 14 which is or jackie galloway so i'll be in touch with you three to make arrangements to send you your wool tribe magazines very well done congrats to you guys uh, also we had a giveaway for cc Almond's new book coffee with cc that was in the ravelry group i did another random.org uh, draw for that and the winner was angora and she has uh, received her book now and she said she can't wait to read it cover to cover i'm going to do the draw right now for the rusty ferret yarn this yarn is Rusty Ferret's four ply wink in the iridium colorway, which is has 75% superwash merino, 20% nylon, and 5% stellina, and is the most 
gorgeous deep hues of pink and purple. Just incredible. Just so disco. It's unbelievable. And let's just call up random orc. Oops, if I can spell. Random.org. Generate number eight. And that is, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. It's Sia. Oh, that's fantastic. Well done, Sia. I'm really, really chuffed for you. Let me just um, screenshot that um, because we like to keep a record of who wins what here at Knit British. So thank you so much for joining in with the giveaways over at Knit British. You always absolutely go for Knit British giveaways with Gusto and I've got quite a few um, to come, but I'm going to... Only have one giveaway uh, next because it's sometimes hard when there's a few on the go at once because the next one is incredibly awesome and I'm going to tell you about it right after the next segment. And the next segment is Wool Review. I am reviewing for you today four ply Wensleydale and Shetland yarn from the Knitting Goddess. Now, Joyce sent me this yarn a wee while ago before Edinburgh Yarn Festival, where this incredible yarn made its debut. It is custom spun, 85% Wensleydale, 15% Shetland wool. Uh, it's custom spun for the Knitting Goddess by the Natural Fibre Company. And when this skein of yarn came out of the envelope... I just kind of did a little ooh because it's everything that I love in a wool. It has texture. It has a beautiful halo of surface fibre and it has the most incredible twist. This is a high twist uh, yarn and as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh my goodness, this has to be socks. Um... I've interviewed Joy and um, I'm going to keep that for the next episode. But she will tell you herself uh, in that interview that when she had this yarn in mind, she didn't think she wanted a yarn for socks because, of course, she has the fantastic Brit sock um, and other yarns that are fantastic for socks. But that was my first instinct and then when I started hand winding it and I felt along the length of that high twisted four ply when you feel along the length of it I thought this texture is going to be beautiful in shawls it's going to be beautiful in garments and the twist on it um, it was just so striking and not only the twist and not only the character but heavens to Betsy the luster Oh my God, I'm going to try not to swear here when I tell you that the luster on this is like a moonlit pool. Honest to God, when I saw, I, I, when I saw the skein that I had, well, that was, you know, one thing. But when I saw all of them laid out at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, Goodness me, it was just so shiny. It's just incredible. And so I thought, what am I going to do with this yarn? I need to do something special with it. I need to knit socks with it. And I had just seen that day or that week 
on social media that the lovely Woolen Words, who is Amelia Hodson, had cast off um, Hermione's everyday socks and she'd said, if you have some special hand-dyed yarn, you must knit Hermione's everyday socks because these uh, socks and the sock pattern and the texture of the pattern and hand-dyed yarn goes together incredibly well. And so I thought, well, heck, I'm going to cast on Hermione's everyday socks. And I did. Now, let me tell you a little bit about these socks because I cast them on for Jolie's kitchen retreat and then didn't get much further past the cuff at that. And then Jolie uh, announced that she was going to do a no nylon socks cal. And this yarn, because it's 85% Wensleydale, which is a long wool, and because it's got Shetland wool in it, which is lovely and wooly, but it's also a primitive breed yarn and is also fantastically strong and washes and blocks and wears incredibly well, I thought... Perfect. I'm gonna. This is really destined for socks, and I should just take a little step back and I should say that the feel of the ball in the hand, because it's been hand hand bound now, it. I've already told you that feeling along the length of the wool is silky, but also um, it is also hairy and and characterful. I really really love the texture in this. You can see. Um, a lot of long fibres um, along the ply and when you squeeze it it's got a pleasant crispness. It's not got a heck of a lot of yield like you would expect from a very very wooly breed but it's got a crispness and it's got a natural strength again hence my thinking for socks and when I cast on the rib and started knitting with it I was so pleasantly surprised that the more I knitted with it the more it felt like it was getting woolier and thicker the more I was knitting with it and I don't know if you know Hermione's everyday sock it's a pattern by Erika Luder and it has a textured pattern, um, which is a repeat of um, four rows. Very simple to remember, very easy textured pattern. High twist yarns tend to have good stitch definition. Uh, this one, this yarn, because it has these beautiful, this beautiful halo of, of surface fibre, it gives the effect of a very woolly, thick textured yarn in this um, this stitch and I just keep the more and more I knit it I just thought oh my goodness these socks are going to be incredible in my inside my boots um, and you know I would never think to make a boot sock from four ply yarn but this is a really a really wooly thick fabric I was really really surprised and then I thought oh gosh I'm not going to finish these socks for the review when I want to do it. So a couple of days ago, I knit a swatch in this yarn and it was quite nice to knit stockinette because I've been knitting this textured stitch and I was really loving the smoothness of knitting stockinette with it. And then I thought, right, well, I'll do a little bit of lace now and I'll do a little bit of basket weave and I'll do a little bit of sort of textured lace and knitted a swatch and washed it no dye came out and I blocked it and when it was dry I unpinned it and 
It's like a different fabric altogether. This has got drape. In the lace and in the stockinette, it's it's even more lustrous. I, it's just <laughs> an incredible yarn. And I thought, right, well, as with I do swatch tests, let's give it the, the wear test. And so I wore it um, under my bra strap against my, my, my um, cardigan. And after feeling the initial, that surface halo, I forgot it was there until I went to bed. And today I've washed it and blocked it again. I haven't given it a second wear test. It's not changed in terms of the luster. It's not changed in terms of the size. It's not shrunk much at all. It's kept its dimensions. And when I look at my sock and I look at the swatch together, um, you know, if they feel like slightly different yarns and I'm just so impressed by that. So let me give you the details of the yarn. It's four ply, as I mentioned, it's high twist, it's 85% Wensleydale, 15% Shetland. It's completely and utterly grown, processed, spun and dyed in the UK. You get 100 grams in a skein, which is 400 metres long. The fact that it makes lo lovely, thick-feeling, woolly socks, uh, um, as I've already tested to, and I'll be able to show you probably next time the finished pair, um, is one thing. The fact that it blocks incredibly, it retains its luster, it's got drape. Because it's got that beautiful surface halo of long wool fibres, you might think that you wouldn't get a nice stitch definition with it, but I think because of that high twist, that really, really helps retain that incredible stitch definition. When I rub it against my inner arm, there is a, there is a prickle there, I'm not going to lie. This is not a yarn for those of you who need the softest of the soft but this is the yarn for those of you who like your yarn with a bit of character with a bit of grit and determination and when I was talking to Joy about this yarn I was saying you know we were talking about how fantastic it is that um, these really special Yarns are being created um, to really show what British wool can do. And, you know, you'll know from listening to this podcast, if you're a regular listener, that I am a huge fan of Wensleydale. My Wensleydale Lush Cardigan hardly pills. It looks as good as the day that I first unpinned it from the block and mats. It's never lost its luster and shine. It's got woolier and that halo has become... A more pronounced but as I say it hardly pills it's so incredibly hard wearing you will also know that I'm completely and utterly biased towards any kind of wool from Shetland sheep and from Shetland and that I think Shetland wool really is one of those wools that you can make items to invest in a future of wearing and longevity because they just wash and block and wear so incredibly well it's spun at the Natural Fibre Company, who have a, a very good uh, record, of course, of, of creating really special yarns. Um, it is, as I say, it's not one for you guys who feel that you can't wear anything too um, hairy or rustic. It, it's 
as I say, when you squish it, it doesn't have a, a floopy smoosh. It's not going to collapse into your hand. It's, but what it has got is that lovely crispness and that definition and that sturdiness. And while you do feel that initial prickle when you when you first rub it, when you rub it against the inside of your forearm, which is where I tell you to test all your swatches. As I say, when I wore that next to my neck skin uh, on my shoulder, you know, I forgot that it was there. So it's one that might sort of tickle or prickle when you first wear it, but um, you will forget that it's there. Joy, she wanted to create a yarn that had life and longevity, and this is it. You know, let me tell you, this is it. And if you want to make shawls and cardigans and garments that are going to last you more than a few washes, then this is the yarn for you. And, um, you know, I was talking with somebody at Ember Yarn Fest about how sad it is that some of us knit items in yarns and after a few washes or wears, they've pilled so much that they kind of don't look anything like what you imagine they would look like or what they look like when you first finish them. If you make something in this yarn, it's going to look the same great garment day on day, week on week, month on month, year on year. And I can't wait to see more of this yarn. Now, so popular that it was, there's not a lot left and they are waiting uh, very patiently for more yarn to be spun. Uh, what's available in the knittinggoddess.co.uk at the moment is all that there is available from the Knitting Goddess, although other stockists may have some, including Brit Yarn. But there is something rather special that I can tell you about. As I mentioned, I spoke to Joy this week for an interview for an upcoming episode and she is giving you the chance to claim the one skein that she has left undyed. This is no word of a lie. There is one skein of Wensleydale Shetland Four Ply that has not yet been dyed and you can win it. And what's more, you can choose the colours that it is dyed in. Here is a little bit from Joy and I's conversation about this competition. I think because the Wensleydale Shetland is all in single colours, I thought it would be really nice to give somebody the chance to have a skein of it in a multicolour if that's what they'd like because that's something nobody else will have. That's really awesome. Oh, my goodness. Let's let people come up with an idea, whether it is a picture or words or anything, but to tell me what colours that suggests to them. This is really exciting. So go over to the Ravelry group. Depending on when you listen to this, I might not have opened it yet if it's if you're listening as soon as I publish it. But there's going to be a thread in the Ravelry group called the Knitting Goddess Giveaway. Go in there and you, as Joy said there, you can either have a visual inspiration source or you can describe something to us or you can 
give us your favourite poem and tell us the colours that that invokes for you. When Joy and I were talking about colour inspirations, we were talking about how you can have an inspiration source, but everyone's working to the same inspiration source. People can interpret that differently. Um, and the colours that are in an image, physical colours that are in an image might not be the colours that you take from that. So this is your challenge to be creative. Um, let me think how I would give an example of colours. Okay, so uh, there's a Robert Burns poem called uh, My Nanny Zawa and uh, there's the words Come autumn say pensive and yellow and grey and soothe me with tidings of nature's decay. Now there are only two colours mentioned there, yellow and grey, but it evokes far more than that in terms of colours and um, autumn to me makes me think of oranges and russets and browns and do you see what we're talking about here it can be anything you can put up a picture and you can tell us which colors jump out at you from that picture you it can be something far more sensory it can be something far more black and white if you want it to be but you are asked to be creative and really run with your inspiration and this is really exciting because as I say at the moment that is you know there's no more being dyed at the moment what's out there is what's out there but this one single skein is waiting for one of you to put your colours upon it and multicolours which is incredible now I've you know I've told you about how jewel-like these the colours are and how shiny and lustrous and incredible the single colours and this you know the semi-solids are so variegated multicolours oh my goodness me so I urge you to take part in this competition because it's really incredibly special really incredibly special you've not got too long to enter this competition the next episode will be on the 20th of may and when i'm bringing you that interview with joy and so we will be announcing the winner and the incredible revealing your incredible inspiration and um and you will get to have those inspirations painted on this incredible, high-twist, woolly, textured, playful, rustic, shiny, lustrous, drapey, elasticy, incredible yarn. <laughs> please, please, please get on over to the Ravelry group and go wild for their inspirations on this one. Thank you so much, Joy, for such an incredibly bespoke uh, giveaway for knit British listeners and good luck. Don't you I wanted to talk this episode about some future plans, but but as with always, 
time has got away from us once more. What I can tell you is I've got some really exciting interviews coming up in the future. Um, as I say, next time we'll have the Knitting Goddess and also Sylvie from Phileas Yarns dropped by the other week to record an interview. Um, so that's going to be another fascinating insight into dyeing and into small yarn businesses um so uh, i hope you'll uh, join us for that and i just want to say before i go hello to some of the new kids in the ravelry group um and i know that i've been told by some of you that you don't enjoy this bit so for those of you um please come back next time for more of the same and i will bid you a fond adieu at this point see you on the 20th of may um, for the rest of you who are sticking around, let's say hello to some of the new kids in the Ravelry group. Um, DB, DBKN5, who is Kathy from Colorado. Hey, Kathy. Or Sheikwool um, from the Netherlands. Hello to you. Becky P um, from Cambridgeshire. Hi, Becky. We've got Yarn Wit, who is Kathy from California. Hi, California. We've got Amanda ECC who is Amanda from Preston. And we've got Pixie Pins, who is Dewey from North Yorkshire. Hello to you guys. And let's have a quick look in the hello thread. I haven't done the hello thread in a long time. So apologies for that. Um, but I'm just going to say hello to some of you who have posted in there recently. We've got Sarah MW, who's from Edinburgh and who's recently got back into knitting and getting to grips, Ravelry blogs and podcasts and the like. Hi to you, um, Sarah. You're currently knitting uh, Frances herself by Carrie Westerman in, in Ripple's Crafts Yarn. Fantastic. Kay Stir. Hello, Kay. Kay is from Colorado by way of different states and Spain and now lives in Liverpool. And it's uh, she says it's so wonderful to see the resurgence of British wool and knitting locally. And she looks forward to hearing the latest news on which yarn she should covet next. Um, brilliant. Lovely to hear from you, Kay. Um, hi to Needle Mum, who is Danny, who lives in Berkshire. Hello to Reiki Weaver, who is Deba from New England. Lovely to have you join us in the group. Hello to Tara Wen, who is Hannah from Sweden. Lovely to have you join us, Hannah. Um, I've seen you also on Instagram, so hi. Um, there's also Sushi Q who says, hello, my husband and I are planning a trip to Scotland and I'd love to see some of the yarn shops during our visit. Any suggestions? Well, yes, heaps of suggestions. Just stick in the Knit British group and maybe ask your question in the wool suggestions thread um, for some tips. Also, you can visit uh, knitbritish.net. There is, there is a new menu uh, option called wool tour and if you click on that i have linked to all of the well not all of it's a work in progress but to most of the places that i have visited and done podcasts or blogs from so there i'm going to be adding to that as time goes on but you'll find that at www.knitbritish.net forward slash wool hyphen tour that's just one of the little jobs I've been meaning to do for ages. And as I said, I wanted to talk a little bit about future plans, Knit British plans. I'm going to have to reserve that for later this month, I think. Um, and I do have news at the end of the month um, for what I'll be getting up to in June. Until next time, 
thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to have you around here and thank you so much for taking the time to retweet, to share, to repost, to make connections, to say hello on Ravelry, to drop me emails, to leave comments. I really appreciate them all and I really appreciate all the time you take to talk about Knit British and tell your friends. Uh, I've had quite a few people recently saying that they've been recommended the podcast from from uh, long-term listeners so thank you so very much for that so until friday the 20th when i will be back take very good care and happy knitting thanks for listening to the knit british podcast to find out more visit www.knitbritish.net you can email me louise at knitbritish.net I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British and I'm on Ravelry as Lira. Good night, Dad. Take care of that throat. You're a big singing star now, remember? This California dude is just a little heavier than usual tonight. Really? From where I stand, the sun is shining all over the place.